Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 331. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom, or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about 10 steps to get a financial jump in 2018. And you're going to learn 10 things you can do right now that will give you a head start financially in 2018. But first, hit the subscribe button so you can get all the latest podcasts as soon as they're uploaded. And this episode is brought to you by Audible. It's the way I read more books and stay ahead of the curve. Audible is, of course, the easiest way to read more books because all you have to do is just listen like you are right now. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player, and your first audiobook is free. Just visit audibletrial.com forward slash be wealthy and smart. audibletrial.com forward slash be wealthy and smart. Today I found an article for you from the cnbc.com website which has 10 financial steps to take now for a fresh start in 2018, written by Kenneth Kiznaki. And here's what it says. It may be only early autumn, and in many parts of the country still feel like summer, but winter, New Year's Eve, and then 2018 will be upon us before we know it. Looking ahead to the annual fresh start that New Year's Day affords us all, the National CPA Financial Literacy Commission of the American Institute of the Certified Public Accountants has drafted a list of 10 financial year-end tips to help CNBC.com readers prepare for a financially sound 2018. Number one, consider tax strategies. If you expect your tax bracket to rise or fall in the current year, for example, if you've recently retired or started a new job, It might make sense to consider opportunities to accelerate deductions into the current year or postpone them to 2018. For example, if you're in a higher tax bracket in 2017 than you expect to be in 2018, a donation to charity in December might provide a better tax benefit than if you wait until January. A qualified CPA tax advisor can help you evaluate whether it makes sense to plan the timing of items that can affect your tax bill to fall before or after the end of the year. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's important for you to have the right tax planning and think about things you can do in 2017 that might impact your year in 2018. So they make a really good point that if you're going to have a substantial difference in income, this is a good time to start planning for that. And a charitable deduction is a great way to reduce some of your income, uh, maybe get you into a different tax bracket, see how close you are to hitting one or another tax bracket and see if there is something that you can do with either deductions or charitable giving, etc. Number two, review your investment mix. Are your investments still in line with your goals and risk tolerances? Changes in the values of your stocks, bonds, and other holdings over the past year may have moved the relative weights away from what best meets your needs. For example, if the stock market had a good year, the percentage of your investments in stocks may have drifted upward from what you see as the right proportion of stock market risk. The approach of the new year is a good time to review your mix. 
A qualified CPA financial advisor can help you determine if it's time for rebalancing. I absolutely agree with that. Rebalancing is when you sell one asset class for another. And for example, asset classes are things like large cap stocks or large company stocks, mid cap stocks or medium sized company stocks, small cap or smaller company stocks, international emerging markets, etc. So you have all these different asset classes. And what happens is sometimes your portfolio gets into one or another too much. For example, many people are too overweight large company stocks. So they've been buying the fangs, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, Google, for example. And so you are buying some very large companies and missing out on medium size and smaller companies and international, especially like smaller international companies are called emerging markets. And those have been doing very well this year. So it's important to have some money in the different asset allocation boxes, if you will, or pieces of pie in a pie chart. And so if you've got too much that have crept into this large company space or large cap space, then you want to sell some of them and buy some of the other asset classes. That is called rebalancing. And you want to you know, make sure you haven't got too much in any one asset class. Our third suggestion is review all your insurance coverage. Take a look at your coverage for auto, home, liability, etc. to be sure you have enough and not too much and that you're not overpaying. Look at whether you could drop some deductibles to save on premiums or if you have some unnecessary extra features in your policy that are adding up. Comparison shop among insurance companies to see whether switching makes sense. Even if you've done this before, it pays to compare periodically as different companies adjust pricing frequently to meet competition or get more competitive at times in certain markets. I agree that it makes sense to review all your insurance coverage, make sure you're not overinsured, underinsured. These days, most people are a little bit on the underinsured side, so just make sure that you have enough coverage under your auto, for example, and that as your net worth grows, maybe even your umbrella liability policy will grow to cover all of your assets. Step number four is review your retirement plan contributions. The article goes on to say, if you haven't been contributing to your 401k plan at work at a level that means you get the maximum employer match, check on whether there may be a catch-up opportunity before year-end to avoid leaving money on the table. Similarly, it might make sense to increase your IRA contributions if you haven't reached the limit for the year in order to take full advantage of this year's opportunity to put away retirement savings dollars for tax-deferred growth. I agree that definitely the number one place that you want to invest first is your 401k plan, especially if your employer is matching it. And that allows you to get free money, and who doesn't want that? Number five, review your beneficiaries. The article goes on to say, especially if you've had a recent family event, such as a marriage, birth, or adoption of a child, new grandchildren, or a divorce, The approach of the new year is a good opportunity to make sure the beneficiaries you've designated in your life insurance, will, bank accounts, and IRAs are aligned with your current situation and wishes. I certainly agree with that. I always remember a horror story about someone who got divorced and didn't change their ex-spouse as their beneficiary on their life insurance policy. And of course, the ex-spouse got the full proceeds of the life insurance after the ex passed away. 
So you want to make sure all of your beneficiaries are up to date on your IRAs, your will, your life insurance, bank accounts, etc. Number six, get your budget in shape. The article goes on to say, a budget that maps out your expected income, fixed expenses such as rent or mortgage and car payments, what you plan to set aside for savings, and what's available for everything else you may want can help you stay on track toward your financial goals. If you don't already have a budget, the new year milestone is a great time to start. If you're already using a budget to help manage your finances, a year-end tune-up can help you make sure it's still current. I definitely agree that a budget can help if you have very tight expenses, especially if you have debt that you want to get rid of. It can be very helpful. Otherwise, it also makes sense to set spending priorities. I think budgets can be difficult to follow and most people don't follow them. That's why having spending priorities and knowing what's important for you to spend your money on, I think can work better for people, but I'm not going to disagree with them recommending having a budget. Number seven, leverage technology to automate savings. Whether it is an app or a desktop program, there are many programs and technological tools, many of which are free, that can help you automate your savings and spending plans. Automating these processes means you don't have to remember them every time, and that by itself can increase your chances of success. All right, well, I think apps are great. If you have things that you wanna use that can help you save money or help you invest, or things like that, I think that is a fabulous idea. One great thing to do for your investing is dollar cost averaging. So if you can have deductions come automatically out of your checking account into an investment account and go right into some ETFs or mutual fund, I think that would be spectacular and is a very, very wise thing to do. Number eight, plan out your goals and get a budget buddy. Simply saying you want to save more money may be enough to get you started, but taking the time to differentiate your short, medium, and long-term goals will help keep you focused and on track through the inevitable bumps in the road. Thinking of your budgeting process like a long-term exercise program makes sense. Improving your finances is a long-term commitment. Partnering with someone else on the same journey will make this process easier, and you can motivate slash support each other along the way. It's great to have a plan for where you want your money to go and certainly having a friend to help you with that and be holding you accountable is helpful too. The article goes on with number nine, use it or lose it. If you have a flexible spending account that requires forfeiture of funds for the current year, if not used for qualified expenses, consider whether you're on track to take full advantage of what you've set aside before the forfeiture deadline approaches. For example, your plan may have a grace period that allows funds to be used until March 15th of the coming year, with forfeiture of anything remaining afterward. If you have substantial remaining flexible spending funds for this year, consider whether it makes sense to get your new glasses or dental work done before the deadline. Yeah, definitely if you're going to be using your flexible spending account, you want to make sure that you tap into it and use what you need to so you don't lose it. And that is important to try to keep on top of some of those expenses. And number 10, health insurance open enrollment. If you purchase your own health insurance, for example, if you're self-employed or have a Medicare supplement plan, watch for open enrollment periods that may provide an opportunity to shop around for better coverage, cost savings, or both. Yeah, I agree with that. You need to find where you can get some health insurance. My own personal health insurance, I got to notice that they're not going to be offering it anymore. So I myself am in this situation where I've got to find a new health insurance provider. So a lot of people are getting the same situation happening. 
and it may take a little look around to try and find some coverage, especially for self-employed people. So there are our 10 financial steps to take now for a fresh start in 2018. I will put a link to this article in the show notes and also on my website at Linda P. Jones in case you wanna take another look at this or print it out for your wealth journal. If you're looking to get your net worth moving in the right direction, get my 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth. There are 11 quick things anyone can do to get to financial freedom faster. It's at lindapjones.com. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show. Check out our website, blog, and social media for more riches at www.bewealthyandsmart.com.